past the weekend into a new week and a new month like officially officially it's February I hate when a new month starts in the middle of the week so it just doesn't feel like a new month so when it's a fresh week with a fresh new month it makes me even more excited about what's going on so it's official we are live lavender sessions is out in the open so this is a big deal for me very exciting, very nerve-wracking, but still exciting nonetheless. So thank you all for your support and joining me in this journey, we shall call it. Um, so today, I think what I really want to talk about that I've been contemplating going over the past few weeks is the element of fear. <laughs> because that is what is so heavy on my mind right now. And I get a lot of inspiration from other podcasters, from other motivational females in my life. And one of the biggest things that I have heard about fear just in the past few weeks is that fear is an element of growth. And I think fear shows up in our lives expectedly and unexpectedly and we all know what fear is for us and what that feeling is whether it's that gut-wrenching stomach turning oh my gosh fear or if it's a slap in the face right when you least expect it and I think that fear can happen when we need it the most in the same sense, we as a society are uncomfortable being uncomfortable. We don't like not knowing what's going to happen. We don't like not having a plan. There's a lot of us that just can't operate that way. And I am definitely one of them. I have to know what the end goal is going to be. What's the end result going to be? I have to know that I'm going to be able to be successful to get to that point. But the fact is, that's not always the case. You're going to try things that you are so bad at. <laughs> You're going to try things that you realize you totally hated and you thought you were going to like. You're going to get into experiences that you thought were going to be a great outcome and turns out they're not and I think it's interesting when we look at those different situations I think when we can take fear and turn it into something positive that that is how we start growing you know when we can take that element of fear and say okay I'm scared to death about this but I'm going to do it and I'm gonna let that guide my journey to whatever version of success that may be for myself and this is something that I try to implement into my life daily because there are things that pop up where I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> I don't know if I can do this move in my workout. I don't know if I can stay calm during a, a uh, situation with a customer that is irate. I don't know if I can do X, Y, and Z. And that little bit of fear just 
bellows up in your stomach. But it's being able to say, okay, I'm scared of this, but I'm also going to conquer it. And I'm going to do what I need to do so that I can get past it. And it's crazy to me how much we can just grow in one day just from those little bits of fear here and there. Because it really doesn't have to be anything big or major. You know, it can be the smallest things. I think that a lot of us like to hone in on the fear and we use fear as an excuse for why we're not doing something. But if you take away all those layers of fear and get down to why are we using it as an excuse, it's because we're, we have a fear of failing. You know, I don't want to apply for this job because I don't have this experience. I don't have Excel experience or good enough uh, computer skills. So I'm just not even going to apply. Well, those are things you can learn. So why wouldn't you just apply? You can learn how to use a computer. You can learn the skills that you need and then present that during an interview. But we use those things as an excuse as to why we're not doing something or why I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough to apply for that job because I don't have computer skills. So I'm just not going to apply. When the reality is just apply. If it's something that you're truly interested in, that you think you could be a good fit for, that you think you can bring something significant to the table, just go for it. I think we've taught ourselves to be scared in that sense. We're, we have that fear of rejection. We don't want to see rejection because that just, that means something bad. It's, we've always associated that as being negative. When I was in Greensboro trying to decide if I was going to move back to Asheville or if I was going to stay and I was just applying for jobs and jobs and job after job after job after job, I got so many rejection emails. (laughs) I mean, I literally wouldn't even open the email. I would just see the subject line and be like, great, rejection letter. Great, rejection email. Great. And I would take those things and I would be like, well, they didn't pick me because their company uses a computer that looks for keywords. Or they didn't pick me because I see that it says I need five years of experience in this industry and I only have three. Or they didn't pick me because they saw what school I went to. You know, just stupid things. Picking out why I wasn't good enough. And then turning that into, well, I'm never going to get a job. I'm never going to get a job. I'm just going to give up. Why am I even doing this? Instead of turning that into a way to fuel my fire. Now, once I moved back to Asheville and felt like I was in a secure place, and as I began to look for jobs, I began to implement that. And I began to say, okay. I'm going to find a job. It's going to be okay. And I'm, it may not be my dream job, but I'm going to find a job. And so every time I would get a rejection letter, I would just be like, okay, that's fine. Didn't pick me. 
what else can I do? And I would use that to fuel my motivation to find that job, to find whatever it may be. I think another element is fear and relationships. A fear of hurting someone else's feelings, which is good when you're considering other people's feelings. (laughs) However, in relationships, you want to make sure that the person you're looking out for is yourself. Because you're allowing people in your life to affect you with their energy, affect you with the decisions that they make. And at the end of the day, quantity is not what's most important. It's the quality. I had people that I worked with in previous jobs who were not my favorite people in the world. I was working with them because I had no other choice. (laughs) We worked together, but I wouldn't hang out with them outside of work. I wouldn't go to a function where I knew a particular person would be there. And the reason I did this is because I didn't want that energy in my life. I didn't want to be tempted because I knew what would happen. I would go to this event where this person was and then I would talk about them and gossip with my friends later. (laughs) That's exactly what I would do. So why was I going to make myself out to be the bad person because I'm hanging out with somebody who I have no interest in? And I think that that living that way as selfish and as kind of jerky as that may sound has really affected my mentality. You know, who you hang around with, who you get your energy from is going to affect you on a day-to-day basis. It's going to affect you in a good way. It's going to affect you in a negative way. It's going to turn you into a person who goes to an event and talks about them behind their back. Why would we even spend our energy doing things like that? And I think in relationships, we get stagnant with a significant other because we have a fear of being alone. We're scared. We're not going to find anybody else, you know. I can, I can handle this person's flaws regardless of how little or how big they may be because I'm scared of being alone. You know, I was in a significant relationship a few years back. We were almost together for four years. I thought this was the person I was going to marry and I was so in love and already had like white picket fence this is the house we're gonna live in wrap around fence wrap around porch everything's gonna be great well come to find out this person had been cheating on me for I don't even know how long because that they never totally came forth with that information so I can only assume that they were cheating on me with this other with this mutual friend for quite some time And when that happened and I figured that out, it was like my whole world fell apart. I immediately went to what's wrong with me? Why didn't I keep this other person happy? 
what's wrong with me? What didn't I bring to this relationship? I'm never going to find anybody else. I'm never going to be in another relationship with anybody. There must be something wrong with me. But the reality is the other person was so messed up in the head. (laughs) I can see that now from the other side. But just not bringing any positive elements to my life. And I think that I was just so far into that relationship, I couldn't even realize that. Couldn't even realize that. I couldn't allow myself to get over the fear of being alone to get me out dating again. I was in no way, shape, or form confident enough in myself to be able to do that. And I had this underlying fear to go along with it. So I get in another relationship with someone that lasts six months, nine months, not nearly as long, but the other person had abusive tendencies. They were abusive to themselves, not only to me, but to themselves, self-destructive. And again, here pops up that fear of being alone. I can live with this because I don't want to be alone. I can live with this because I know I can fix them. I have this fear of not being able to fix them. I have this fear that if I don't fix them, nobody else will be there to help them be successful. But I began to realize that this other person's energy, this other person's life was having an effect on my day-to-day life when I was living in a totally different city. You know, I allowed this person into my life and allowed them to have such an effect on my happiness, my success, that I became fearful. I became fearful that I was never going to find somebody else and that I had to be in that relationship because nobody else was going to be and I had a fear for this person of falling. But what I'm thankful for from both of those relationships is that I came out of the other side confident as hell that I was never going to put myself in a position with anybody that was going to treat me or make me feel negative about myself, negative about a situation I was in. I was not going to have that fear of being alone because the reality is there's a billion trillion megatron amount of people in the universe. And if I find somebody that's a soulmate, that's fantastic. And if I don't, I'm confident enough in myself to where I don't need that. I don't need to be in a relationship with somebody To fulfill any fears about myself. And that's what it was for me. Those fears were about myself. It had nothing to do with the other people. It was a fear for myself. Okay, Amanda. You just gave me a whole laundry list of all the things you're afraid of. Thanks for that. (laughs) Right? I just covered jobs, relationships, friendships. How I'm kind of a jerk. (laughs) All of those things mixed in together. So, here's the thing. Fear is everywhere. It's lurking behind every corner. And it's going to happen. You know, and I think we have to prep ourselves to know that. There is something that we're going to be afraid of. And for a majority of us, it's that success element. That fear of being unsuccessful. The fear of not being liked. The fear of not being desired and every day it's just a roll with the punches you know every day is a step in the right direction is how I see it
because we're consistently learning. We're consistent, consistently gaining new experiences under our belts, which better us for the future. Because I know for a fact that all the relationships romantic that I've been in, all those things that happened to me and those experiences, they're never happening again. Friendships, I'm only allowing people in my life that are going to bring an element of positive and enjoyment and desire for their own life (laughs) into my life. And I want to work in a place that has that same mindset. So I think one big thing that has helped me roll with the punches with fear is creating a mission statement for myself. Amanda, I've never seen a mission statement. I don't know what one is. Oh, thank you so much for asking. So a mission statement is basically a business statement for how a business is going to operate, what their goals are, what they want for themselves. And when I sat down and wrote one for myself, because at the end of the day, we are a business. That's how we present ourselves to people. You know, hey, I want this job. Hey, be my friend. Hey, take me on a date. I'll take you on a date. You know, that's how we're presenting ourselves. So when I created this mission statement, it changed my thoughts in the morning. So I get up and I read this mission statement. So my mission statement is to earn my happy every day, encourage others daily, and have a positive impact on those around me every single day. And it's as easy as that. It doesn't have to be something that's drawn out. It doesn't have to be something with all this verbiage that you have never used in your entire life. You know, something plain and simple for you to have a consistent reminder of who you are and what your goals are. Now, there are mornings where I'm rushing around trying to get to work, trying to get settled, trying to get my day going, trying to wake up. But I try to fit in reading my mission statement at least before I get out of the car to walk into work. That way I have it fresh in my brain and that's something kind of like an affirmation that I'm telling myself throughout the day that has helped me be more prepared to handle a situation where I might be fearful, regardless of if it's with work, relationships, anything like that. So the goal is to write a mission statement that you can carry with you, keep it in your wallet, keep it in your planner, that's where mine is, so that I see it every single day. But moving forward, so I'm thinking, and feel free to shoot me your thoughts and let me know, I'm thinking posting twice a week an episode, probably Tuesdays and Thursdays, maybe Mondays and Thursdays, and then once or twice a week doing like a soulful sister Sunday where I invite a few of my friends to come on and we talk about life, their businesses, whatever's going on in their world, and just kind of have a girls gabbing night. So three times a week, twice a week, totally doable. There's no fear there. Totally doable. So as always, thank you guys for your continued support. Um, go over to Instagram and make sure you follow me there. It's Lavender Louise. And definitely shoot me your thoughts on 
posts you want to see in the future, any ideas you may have, anything that's on your brain you would love to hear me talk about, definitely shoot me over those ideas and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.